You're listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show 100% dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. I'm your host, Tori Mystic, and I want to wish you a happy International Women's Day. March 8th is maybe the best holiday of the year. <laughs> at least here on my show, because you know that I love supporting women who are petpreneurs, women who are pet parents, women who maybe just love pets or love supporting us and our pet businesses. So I hope that you're having a wonderful day. I hope that you have an opportunity to get lots of great feedback and and lovely words of affirmation from everyone, and that maybe you have a chance to support some other women-owned businesses today as well. This podcast episode today is going to be about how you can use an online course to amplify your pet expertise. I've just been thinking recently about all the time that we spend on social media and how you see so many videos and so many posts every day that just make you think, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that with their pet. And a lot of times it's funny, right? Um, But sometimes it's really harmful. And I think most of the time I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that pet parents know better a lot of the time. And, you know, it always connects back to my favorite quote from Maya Angelou, which to paraphrase is when you know better, you do better. And a lot of these pet parents just simply don't know better. And it is our role as pet experts and pet business experts to share our expertise and to not just share it with one person, but to share it with as many people as possible. And one of the best ways to amplify our expertise like that is with an online course because it is something that is scalable. It is something that can reach people all over the world. And it's just something that's very versatile. You can make an online course so many different ways that can give people the information in a way that works for them. So I'm getting ahead of myself, but in this episode, we are going to um, talk about three kind of questions, three main topics. So the first one is how to identify a course topic that you're knowledgeable about and has value to potential students. So that's something that I think people get stuck on. They're not sure what they know and if it has any value. And I'll tell you how to figure out if it does. Uh, Number two is we're going to talk about how to make sure that your course meets the needs of your audience. And then finally, number three is why it is important to narrow down your course idea. There are so many reasons. But before we dive in, I have to ask if you have been considering creating an online course, but maybe you just feel totally overwhelmed by the process. First of all, hear me out, listen to this episode, but if you really want to create a course this year, if 2023 is the year of your online course, then I have some exciting news for you. Starting later this month, I am going to offer a mastermind program that will guide you through every step of the course creation process. Over the course of eight weeks, starting later this month, we will meet weekly to discuss your course idea, refine your idea, develop your content, and create a launch plan. You will get accountability, creative direction, 
focus and lots of handholding from my experience creating and also taking many online courses. But that's not all. At the end of the program, this is something I'm super excited about. Once you have created your course successfully, and I will make sure that you do, <laughs> when your course is ready to be released, I will share it with my audience of over 70,000 pet lovers on social media, my email list, my blog, this podcast, etc. I will give you the exposure that you need to launch your course with confidence and success. So if you are ready to turn your passion for pets into a profitable online course, get on the Mastermind program waitlist today. Space is going to be very limited. I don't really think that Mastermind programs should have more than 10 people in them. So if you are interested in this, please reach out to me via email to learn more. You can find me at Tori at wherewagrepeat.com. You can also slide into my DMs on Instagram at wherewagrepeat. And once you reach out, I will send you more info on this program. Okay, so on to this episode to decide if you really do want to create a course or not before I get you signed up for the mastermind program. So I told you topic number one that we will talk about is how can you identify a topic that you're knowledgeable and passionate about and that would also be valuable to potential students? So the first thing that you're going to want to do is brainstorm. Get out some paper, open up your notes app, whatever you want to do, and make a list of all the things that you're knowledgeable about and all the things that you are passionate about. That is step number one. And this list should be very, very long. List as many things as you possibly can. Maybe think of 30 or 40 different ideas of things that you're knowledgeable about. It can be super specific or it can be super broad. This is just our first step. So do not worry about making it perfect. We want progress, not perfection on this step of the process. Once you have that list, then we are going to go and look and see what people are asking about. So. You can kind of combine these steps if you're getting a little bit stuck on the brainstorming, but I do want you to just brainstorm yourself first and then kind of look to the outside world. So some places that you can look to are questions that you get. So if people are sending you questions on social media, uh, in your comments or in your DMs, or if you're using that fun little questions sticker on your Instagram stories, or you can, I think you can post that in your reels now, actually. So anywhere you're using the question sticker, any questions that people are submitting to you via the form on your website, if you have one like that, any questions that you get could be good course ideas. Remember, it does not have to be a huge idea. Sometimes more specific things are better. So look for the questions. Then think about the common pain points that you hear from people. For example, a really obvious one for dog trainers is that my dog jumps on everyone they meet or my dog pulls on the leash. Um, if you are, if you have an online store, um, maybe you have some kind of special expertise about how to process orders and make shipping a breeze or something like that. Think of the common pain points where people are always complaining about, and that could be a great course idea. 
You can also take your search over to Facebook groups and forums on like any kind of platform. Uh, Facebook groups are a wonderful place to look for questions, and there are literally millions of Facebook groups that you can join. Sometimes there's really big, broad groups just called like dog moms that have 50,000 people in them, and sometimes there are really specific groups, and you should just join a bunch of them. You don't have to be super active and post anything. Really, you just kind of want to get in there so you can lurk and see what questions people are asking. And this is not lurking in the way that you're like using people or being creepy in any way. (laughs) You are lurking so that you can figure out what their questions are so you can answer them for them and be helpful and provide value to these people who are having issues and they need help. And you might be the right person to provide that help. So just kind of keep that mindset through this whole process that you are trying to help people. Some other places that you might look for questions and inspiration are Reddit, Nextdoor, Answer the Public, or Google has that awesome feature of People Also Ask, um, where you can kind of keep hitting, keep expanding the answers and it'll keep giving you more and more questions, like I think endlessly pretty much. So you can find questions in so many places. If you're not getting a lot of one-on-one questions people are asking you, don't worry because I just gave you like 10 ideas on other places that you can look for these kind of questions. You also might want to look for topics that are frequently discussed on social media or in blog posts. Um, Some questions that come up right off the top of my head, someone was just asking me about, can your dog run in barn hunt with a muzzle on? I had to go look up the answer to that question. And the answer, unfortunately, was no. Um, But that is something that makes me think like, oh, people are really curious about what you can and cannot do with a muzzle. People are curious about muzzle training. I think more people are being exposed to that as an option for their dogs. Uh, I know that one of our listeners here just launched a course about uh, having the the playful the playful muzzle. I, I'm sorry, Laura, I'm messing up the name of it, um, but I will put a link to it in the show notes. Um, there are all kinds of courses that you can create. You just have to kind of figure out what people are asking, what their pain points are, what they can't figure out, and what you could help. What you could help with. So. Compare these two lists. Um, You've got the list that you brainstormed of all of your knowledge and all of your passions. And then you've got this list of all these questions that you've seen. You're going to want to look at these two lists and see where the overlap is. It's as simple as that. We don't need to overcomplicate this. You do not need to go out and get a degree from Harvard (laughs) in order to teach people how to do something. You simply need to look at what you're knowledgeable about, what you're passionate about, and where that overlaps with people's common pain points and questions, okay? So that is going to be the starting point for how you figure out a course topic. You can also use some tools like Google Trends, um, Pinterest Trends. Um, Those are some other interesting ways that I've seen people using to research topics. Basically, we're kind of looking for keywords when we're doing that, um, and that might help you with your course idea. Okay, now moving on to topic number two or question number two, which is 
how do I ensure that my course meets the needs of potential students? I know this might sound kind of similar to what I was just talking about, but I promise you this is a little bit different because previously we were looking at kind of where the overlap is of your your knowledge, your expertise, your passion, and the questions that people are asking. But now we really want to hone in, now that maybe you've identified a handful of of good potential course ideas, we want to take those and really see if your actual audience is going to be interested in those topics. So sure, there might be interest over like the entire planet Earth for a certain topic, but it's best, I think, to start with the low-hanging fruit. So if you already have an audience of people, you want to see what they're interested in learning about and if any of these topics that you've identified are going to resonate with them and are going to help them in some way. It, you know, There might be lots of people on the other side of the planet who could benefit from some very random idea that you have, <laughs> but if you don't know them and you don't know how to reach them and they don't know you, it's going to be really difficult to deliver your course to them, especially if it's your first course. So for your first course, let's just start easy. Let's not make it too complicated. We don't need to make it complicated. Today with the technology that we have, we can actually make it super simple. And remember, the whole point of this is just to help people, just to deliver answers that people need that they're struggling with finding the answer to. And maybe your unique teaching style helps them learn it in a way that other people's teaching style didn't. So it's not like you have to come up with this one-of-a-kind idea that no one's ever done before. Look at how many people out there have courses about how to do social media marketing. I have had my own courses on that. I've taken courses on that. How many people have courses about how to invest in the stock market? There are so many people that have courses on that topic, and a lot of them have very different personalities, and who signs up for their course kind of depends on what personality they like, what teaching style they like. So you do not need to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with the most unique idea ever because you're unique. Your experience is unique. Your expertise is going to bring something fresh to the table. And ultimately, you want to deliver a course to students who enjoy learning from you in your teaching style. So the best place to start with that is the people who already know you. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take those course ideas that you have narrowed down, those maybe like between three to six ideas, let's say, that overlap with your expertise and your passion and also questions that people are asking. So take those narrowed down ideas and I want you to just ask your existing audience how they feel about them, what they think about these topics. You can do this with a poll, a survey, you can send an email, you can do social media posts. If you see people in person, you can ask them, you can send text messages, you can do anything that you want. You can create TikTok videos, you can go live, you can, I don't know, I'm running out of ideas, but <laughs> you can ask people in any way that you want. Um, you could even... I don't know, you could even put up flyers on telephone polls, although I'm not sure that would reach your existing audience, but who knows, that that might not be a good idea. <laughs> um, but you basically, you want to learn from the people who you can already reach if any of these ideas resonate with them. 
I also want to encourage you to think about how you might be able to collaborate with others in your space over this. So one of the things that I hear continuously from my podcast guests when they were coming up with an idea, I say, "How did you? How did you get started with this? Um, how did you? Fi- how did you even figure out how to do this business idea? Because some people have very creative things that I've interviewed them about, and I would say that the majority of women I have talked to say that they just reach out to their peers in the pet industry." and ask them for input or advice. And so if you, for example, if you specialize in reactive dogs, I know that we just had this kind of happen in our Wear Wag Repeat Society meeting last week, that two trainers who hadn't met before who both specialize in reactive dogs were like, oh my gosh, we should collaborate on something. We should do something together. Let's do a blog post series or something like that. So definitely reach out to your peers in the industry and say, hey, what do you think about any of these ideas? Do you have any experience in this? Did you, know, did you try teaching on this topic Uh, And how did that work out for you? Because it is all about community over competition. We are all here to help people and their pets. I honestly do not believe in competitors (laughs) because I think that we're all unique. Even if we're doing something similar, like I said, you're going to have your own unique style. So reach out to your customers and your peers and your, your current audience and see what they think about these narrowed down ideas that you have. Okay? How are you feeling? Is this resonating with you so far? Are we ready to move on to question number three? So question or topic number three here is why it is so important to narrow down your idea and choose a specific topic to focus on for your first course. So I think it's really important to have a specific topic for your course. And that's why I encourage you especially to reach out to peers in your industry and kind of get their feedback on ideas as well, because they're going to have an understanding of really what goes into some of these ideas. Uh, and I, I keep using dog training, but you know, let, let me think of a different idea here for a second. How about creating a dog treat business? So I had Min Young Marito, uh, or Marita, oh, sorry, um, from Dog Bakery Academy. I had her on my podcast a while back. And what I thought was fascinating is that she actually created a successful dog bakery business and she had so many orders and so many clients and she was providing um, dog treats, like homemade basically dog treats to pet supplies stores, to independent stores. And the demand was overwhelming. She couldn't handle it. So she created a course to teach other people how to have successful dog bakery businesses so that they could fulfill the demand. That's how big the demand was. Uh, She literally needed more bakeries to exist uh, to even be able to handle it. And so her course uh, is so comprehensive. And I think that if you didn't know anything about that industry, you wouldn't know how comprehensive it needs to be. 
but I've talked to her about it and I've seen, you know, she actually looked up the specific uh, local regulations in every single state in the country when it comes to baking dog treats in a home kitchen or a commercial kitchen and what the exact regulations are. She looked that up for every single state because every single freaking state has different regulations. <laughs> so that is a massive undertaking. And that is why it's really important to consider how narrowed down or how niche you want to make your specific course idea. If that sounds really overwhelming to you to think of all of those different regulations, maybe it would be better if you came up with a course that was how to start a dog bakery business in Texas or in Connecticut or something like that, since you wouldn't have to look up the guidelines for every single state. Some other great reasons why I think it is so important to narrow down your course idea is student satisfaction. I know that personally, as someone who has taken a lot of online courses, I get frustrated and discouraged when the courses are too long, too complicated, and too intense because I don't want to keep doing it. It's not fun anymore. I feel like I'm never going to reach the end of it and I'm more likely to give up. And that is very common. A lot of students of online courses do not ever finish the online course. And I think it's a combination of factors. Partially, it's because no one's holding them accountable. So that's something that's a topic for a whole other episode. Or if you want to join the mastermind group, we can talk about how to support your students throughout their course taking experience. Um, so that's part of it. But the other part is also that a lot of courses are just far too complex and overwhelming. And so people just end up giving up. It is way better if you can simplify your course. And then that way it gives your students something that they can get through and that they can have a sense of accomplishment and feel proud that they did it. If you're including like little assignments in your course, you want to make sure that they are bite-sized, that people can do the assignment in maybe 15 or 20 minutes, and that it's not going to be something that is so overwhelming that they just give up. So there's a fine line of giving them enough information that they are going to really experience some kind of transformation and learn something, but also not giving them too much that they get overwhelmed. So if you have a course idea that kind of, you're like, it needs to be complex. There is a lot to this, Tori. I cannot simplify it anymore. I want you to consider maybe turning it into a series. Maybe you release a couple of different courses and people have to finish the first one before they go on to the second one. Um, you can even give out little certificates to people as they complete each one. Uh, and that is a really great way that if someone just wants to do the first one, they can do that. But if they want to move on, they can do that as well. But it gives them that sense of accomplishment when they finish each one. You also might want to consider if your idea could be broken down in a way that part of it is a lead magnet that you give away for free to get people on your email list so that then you can upsell them to the paid version of the course that gives more in-depth information. Again, um, you want to break it down so you're not giving too in-depth of information, but sometimes an idea for like one of the lessons 
could sometimes be split off and turned into a lead magnet that you give away for free and grows your audience at the same time as getting people interested in your online course. So I just provided you with a lot of ideas about narrowing down your course idea. I hope that you are convinced that a simple course is better. Of course, the other benefit of making it simple is it's going to be easier for you to produce. Let's just like not even think about our student experience. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's think about your experience as the course creator. If you are thinking of something that is so, so complicated, that's going to take you all year to produce, you're probably going to get pretty bummed out over the course of that. So see if you can split it down into smaller chunks. And like I said, turn it into a series or just start with one and see how it goes. Um, I've had ideas in the past, gosh, a couple years ago, I can't even remember what the ideas were, but I will never forget the advice that I got from someone. I had this idea to launch three masterclasses at one time on the same day. And it was going to be like, choose your own adventure. I was going to say, here you go. Here's three options. You can pick this, or you can pick that, or you can pick this third one. I can't even remember what the topics were. This was a couple years ago. And I posted this elaborate idea in a Facebook group with other course creators. And a really kind woman, (laughs) very politely mentioned to me, suggested, why don't you just do one at a time? Uh, and that advice has really stuck with me. I will never forget that. Like I had never thought of that. It had never occurred to me to do one at a time, but you know what? Thank you woman who I can't remember who you were because that was really, really great advice because not only would it have been completely overwhelming to me to create all of that at one time, but there is something really important I want you to maybe write this down somewhere is that a confused customer doesn't buy. So if your course is offering too much or you're launching three different masterclasses on one day, there is a high chance that people are not going to buy anything because they're confused. They're not sure what to buy. They're not really sure even what you're selling. Why are there so many options? Why is this like this? They're just going to click out of it because they can't even understand it. So a confused customer does not buy. That's another really important reason why you want to keep your course simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Remember that acronym? KISS. Okay, so to conclude this episode, uh, the three topics that we covered were one, how to identify a topic that you are both knowledgeable and passionate about and that is also valuable to your potential students. And then number two, we took those ideas and we talked about a bunch of different ways that you can pull your audience and pull your peers to find out which of those ideas really resonates with them. Again, we want to go for the low-hanging fruit. Try to pick a course idea for your first course that is going to appeal to the people you can already reach. 
And then finally, number three, we talked about many different ideas or reasons why you want to narrow down your course idea. So keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I remember I had some teacher who used a different, she didn't say stupid. It was like, keep it simple, sweetie, or something like that. Um, but I think we're all adults here, so we can say stupid. It's okay. Uh, now, I really want to hear if you got any great ideas. I hope that you take action with these ideas. I want you to go forth and brainstorm, make a big long list of everything that you're knowledgeable and passionate about, and then figure out what questions people are asking. And I want to know what ideas for courses you come up with. And remember, if you need help bringing your course to life, because there's a lot that goes into it, trust me, I know, please let me know if you want information on the Course Creator Mastermind that I'm going to kick off later this month. In that program, you will get accountability, creative direction, focus, and lots of hand-holding from my experience creating and also taking a lot of online courses. It's going to be a very small group. I don't think that masterminds should have more than 10 people in them. So space on this is going to be limited. We want to have a small group of people who are going to create their online course, get them launched, and then give me something to share with my audience so we can get all your information in the hands of all of those pet parents on my social media and my email list and all that stuff. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share your courses with them. If we could just fast forward a couple months into this year, I can't wait to see what you create and what I get to share with my people. So if you're interested in this, please, please, please email me, tori at wearwagrepeat.com, and I will send you all the details. Now, remember to tune in next Wednesday. I will have an interview episode to share with you. And if you enjoyed this episode or just the podcast in general, please take a second to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to give me five stars, I'll love you forever. <laughs> so leave your review. Come tell me about your course idea. And you know where to find me. I'm at wearwagrepeat.com and on Instagram at wearwagrepeat. <laughs>